You are listening to the Fantasy Joes Podcast, your weekly dose of fun and unique fantasy football talk with a focus on Dynasty. And now, here are your hosts, Trey Barrett, Will Greenwood, and Ryan Livergood. That's right. We are the Fantasy Joes. I am Ryan Livergood at Riddle Librarian on Twitter. He is at Fantasy Joe underscore Will. Will the Thrill Greenwood. What's up, Will? Ryan, welcome to this great, great podcast episode that's just going to be off the charts. Amazing. Uh, so I, I want to just off the off off the NFL, you know, subject. Have you ever had something in your life, like like a an area or a place or a location that took on a weird sort of significance? I have a weird story after this, but I'm curious for you if there's anything that's really like stood out. I have no idea how to answer that question. <laughs> <laughs> if you tell your story, I'll, I'll have an idea of some some All right. place that has a weird significance. So in Minneapolis here, there's this place called Lynn Lake Brewery. And it's where two of our very good friends in our friend groups has announced their pregnancies. And the last friend that got pregnant uh, wasn't able to do it. They ended up FaceTiming us. And it was amazing and you know beautiful that they were having a kid. But it's always the joke that like uh, if we're ever going to be like, oh, we should go to Lynn Lake. The first question that anybody ever asks is, wait, wait, who's pregnant? And it hasn't been that way for a while, but just the fact that it happened twice was was pretty significant. And then that, that one of the friend groups, his name is Sean Anderson. He lives in Denver. Uh, he moved from here to Denver. And a quick story about Sean is the first time I ever met Sean, he was wearing jeans on our kickball team and got doubled up at third base. And I was like, oh, no. Sean's wearing jeans, but it turns out his wife didn't tell him that he was going to play kickball and he came straight from the airport and when he was moving to Minneapolis and was just being like a great sport. And we were, you know, we're all drinking beers, hanging out, having a good time, but you never like to see somebody get doubled up at third round. But anyway, so he texted tonight to the group and he just goes, Hey guys, you want to go to Lynn Lake? And it just reminded me of the, those, those stories that you have with your friends in places that you can go that we've been missing from this past year. And it's one of the first times I think I've actually been sad that we can't go to bars is that, you know, if he, if somehow it would have been all been planned for them to be here and like a little sneak attack surprise at, at this place, it would have been a whole night of celebrations that we're, we're unable to have. So that's where that, that whole story comes from is that this random brewery in Minneapolis, it's, it's only random because it's in actually Minneapolis proper in the uptown area, the Lynn Lake area. That's really convenient for us all to get to. And that's why I took that on. But from now on, if anybody ever says you want to go there, it will always be associated with at least like 10 people of whether or not somebody's pregnant. Yeah, that that's, that's very cool. I, I don't have a similar story. I mean, I, I think there are certain places that I miss going, especially with my kids that we can't go because it's, it's not safe because of coronavirus, but I, I don't have any off the top of my head. I can't think of any place that has a very kind of, uh, unique meaning like that, that, that place does. So that's, yeah, I think it's just super fun. fun. I'm just glad it's in my life. Now that after that text came out and that, still, Sean, and that Sean Anderson in Denver, Colorado is in my life. No, is that the place still in business? Well, are they doing okay? Are they surviving? I they honestly don't know. I don't know. <laughs> you should swim by and get a growler well, or something if you can, man. The, their beers aren't that good though. It's, <laughs> but uh, they, I think they're owned by a bigger group. And so I don't know if they're fine or not. There's a lot of like weird, like a lot of places have clo- closed down. There is a, a brewery is opening it up, Ryan, like four blocks away from my house. Nice. And it's called, I think, Wooden Ship Brewery. But their thing is, I was like, Jenny, 
and I was talking to my wife, like we should buy in, you know, like we should get in, like if it's a thousand bucks and you get, you know, like a free growler a week, let's do it. Uh, it is a thousand dollars to buy in, but you get one free beer a day for the rest of your life, which requires you going to the brewery once a day. And I'm, I'm, I'm against that. That's, 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 it's, it's uh, for that, for that cost. I'm not ready to commit to that. Yeah. You know how successful they're doing? Do they, do they advertise how, how many spots they have left or no idea? Where they're located. It, I think that the, as far as a brewery will be, I don't think that this like pre-sale success matters. In fact, it might be a detriment to them. <laughs> uh, well, well, tonight we're going to talk about our 2021 Superflex rookie mock draft that we did via GroupMe. So uh, loyal listeners will know uh, our, our uh, former co-host, Trey Barrett, who occasionally jumps in on the show. Um, he started this fantasy addict support group on uh, in, in group me. And there are a bunch of us in there. And, I, and the other day we're like, Hey, let's do a mock. So we got four other guys and we're, we're doing a mock draft. I, I don't even, unfortunately I don't have the names. I'll have to look in the chat. Cause I didn't put them in the show sheet so we can, uh, you know, recognize the, the fine gentleman that, that joined us in this mock draft. But- uh, it's Aaron, Tyler, Jake and Peter. Are the other four that are in there? I won't give away their last names because they're men of mystery. Aaron, other was Andy, Andy Allen. Damn it, it's Andy. <laughs> Sorry, Andy. I remembered. I also got Andy's <laughs> pick wrong when I reposted it with Bateman and Moore. So like, but Andy and I haven't interacted enough. Uh, Tyler always has jokes about divorce, and Jake commissions a ton of our leagues. Right. Yeah. Uh, Tyler also isn't his real name, and he dogged on us Ryan for the one podcast that we had another mock draft in, and we stumbled over his name. So, I did. but he's Ty Lord, Ty Lord, uh, emperor of the fiefdom, in my opinion, <laughs> all the time. So, well, should you want to jump into this or do you, do you have anything else you want to, want to bring up before we jump? Oh, we got one more, talk? one more quick fun, like just fun off season, you know, almost would you rather, but this is one running back out of the Steelers backfield besides James Connor for 2021. If you get this right, you get a million dollars. So you have no risk, but if you get it right, you get a million dollars. Who are you taking? Well, can I take someone that's on the roster yet? Nope. Can I, t- can I take the field? No, it's got to be on the roster. Man, I'm not even sure I knew who was on there. Anthony McFarland, uh, Benny Snell. Um, the, those, those are and, – and who's the other guy, the, the pass-catching guy that yeah. had a couple of big weeks? We should know this. Jalen Samuel? He, yeah, Jalen Samuel, who's available as a tight end in Yahoo. That was a big boon. Didn't get him, but I, – I guess – I, I don't know. I don't feel, I, I don't think it's going to be any of those guys, honestly, but I guess if you're, if you're going to make me pick one of them uh, and where the, where's the million dollars coming from, that's the other thing I want to know, but let's go with uh, tax free from the Cayman islands. I, I, I liked McFarlane. What in, in college, I think he's a little more explosive than, than those other guys. I think Benny Snell is just a guy, you know? Um, so, so for me, it would probably be him. Although it's not like he really did a lot with the opportunities that he had in, in 2020. So what about you, Will? I'm going Benny Snell. I liked so it's, he was in his second year this year. His first year, he did kind of look slow coming out of college. You know, he didn't test very well. But maybe it's just that Steelers uniform. But I, I feel like he's transformed a little bit. I've, I, when he got his opportunities, overall, he had bad moments. But I think the good moments outweighed the bad. And he's carried the load before, like the absolute load for Kentucky. So if, I, if I'm going to put my million-dollar satchel on one of these players, I'm going to go Benny Snell. All right. Fair, fair enough. It, it's as we'll talk about here in a second, in terms of the running back uh, depth in this draft class, it's not, it's not real deep at running back. 
And I, I think there's going to be a lot of talent and free agency um, for teams that do need running backs. So, yeah, I, I don't know. I, I think Pittsburgh will, will probably, you know, either rely on Connor again or bring some other people in, but we'll see. We'll see. Um, probably guys you can invest in on the cheap um, if you need to, you know, throw in and, and trades and that type of thing. So, well, Hey, well, let, let's get into this draft and, you know, we randomized it. Um, and I, 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 I have randomized some questions it. about that. Yeah. yeah, you should. And I get the first pick. I didn't want the first pick. Well, because I honestly think it's pretty tough. I mean, I guess a lot of people, you know, might say, Oh, Trevor Lawrence, you know, easy. This is super flex. You know, we're assuming uh, four points for passing touchdown, by the way, if, if, if that matters to our listeners. But um, for me, it was tough because, uh, you know, the one thing that I, I did take Trevor Lawrence, um, but the one thing about Trevor Lawrence is that, um, you know, there's some other quarterbacks in this draft class that I think will also be, you know, top 10 picks that might have more rushing upside. I think Konami code is, a, is a, as we've seen this year, we'll talk about uh, later more is a big deal with quarterbacks and fantasy. So, but I'm going to go with Trevor Lawrence. Uh, he, he definitely has mobility. He can throw on the run. So um, I thought it was well, also, fun. He has a ton of rushing yards, right? Yeah. I mean, if you look at, I'm in college. Uh, I mean, if you look back at 2019, cause he played 15 games that year uh, he rushed for uh, 563 yards, even this year in less games, 10 games, he's rushed for 211 yards. So yeah, I mean, he, he's going to, He's going to put some fantasy points on the board with his legs for sure. Um, yeah. So uh, it, this is funny. Well, I got to share this with you. I won't read this whole thing, but um, th- there's uh, uh, you ever spent any time on Reddit at all? Yeah. Yeah. So in the NFL, there's an NFL underscore draft. Um, uh, uh, what do you call the subreddit? Right. Is that right? And, and this, um, this user, uh, Ataraxi24, he, he was breaking down the, the quarterback class, the 2021 class, and here's what he wrote for, um, for the breakdown for Trevor Lawrence. Pros, accuracy, arm strength, throwing on the run, his hair. Yeah, Cons, it's true. Yep. Decision-making is only above average instead of God level. Looks like <laughs> that one girl from the TikTok. Did you see that he met that girl in person? I did not see that. No. Oh, so there, there was a girl that looked like basically exactly like Trevor Lawrence. And they took like a picture together and uh, it, like he got asked about it. He's like, yeah, she does really look like me. It was hilarious. He's there's, there's nothing bad about Trevor Lawrence. That's all that means to say pro comparison. Jesus Christ. Career outlook hall of fame does head and shoulder commercials. with Troy Palomalu. <laughs> well done. Well done. So it's worth checking that out on, on a Reddit. Um, check it out. I, I'll try to post it in the show notes. Um, but anyway, yeah, I mean, what do you say about Trevor Lawrence? I mean, he, he, he really has it all. Urban um, Meyer is going to be his head coach. Yeah. I mean, uh, yeah, the good situation. We're assuming it ends in Jacksonville, even if there's some kind of wild card and he ends up with the New York jets. I don't think that's horrible. <sighs> no, that's not horrible. It's, it's always, because right. It's, it's, they've got, they've got a lot of money that they can bring in free agents and shore up their weaknesses. Yeah. Cause the one thing we know about the jets is that they do well with free agent signings. <laughs> all right. Anyway, um, probably Jacksonville anyway. Uh, I, so I, I feel good uh, about Lawrence, but I honestly will. There are a couple other guys I did consider here and we'll, we'll talk about them more as we move on. Well, the only so. thing I'd say with the, with the knock on this is the pro comparison to Jesus Christ is he really didn't develop into what he was as a quarterback until his later age. So I don't really want to wait, you know, six, seven, eight more years for Trevor Lawrence to come around. <laughs> Nor do I. <laughs> well, do, do, do you remember who had the 
102. I, I, I think it was uh, the aforementioned Andy Allen. I could be wrong about that, though. Oh, I could I could pull up me. And uh, what's his name? What I call him? Uh, Abby. I don't remember what name you use, honestly, but let, let's anyway, while you're looking that up, I'll, I'll go ahead and, and tell the pick and probably not a surprise, although maybe a slight one, uh, Justin Fields, Ohio state quarterback. Um, J- Justin Fields is one of those guys that, um, yeah, you, it was Andy. yeah you might argue, um, is a better one-on-one because he might have higher upside with his legs. Um, he, he, he may have that more of that Konami code ability, uh, to put up big numbers, but, um, you know, uh, you know, both, both these guys that we've talked about Lawrence and fields, you know, super accurate quarterbacks, uh, winners, um, you know, great touchdown interception ratios. So, you know, they, they get, they're mobile. Um, so I don't, you know, what, what's not to like about Justin Fields, same thing. Okay. Ryan, go ahead. Is this not the most ridiculous thing in statistics history? Justin Fields, you know, you put the stats up here, 563 yards rushing, nine touchdowns in 2019. What do you think Trevor Lawrence had? In, in 20, wait. 2019 20? rushing stats between Trevor Lawrence and Justin Fields. Um, did he have the, the same number or close to the same number? Didn't we just say what it was? I, I don't remember. I'm sorry. Okay. Oh, wait. I just <laughs> want to make sure that these stats aren't mis- appropriated cop like in here ryan because lawrence had 563 yards rushing in in, in 2019 yeah in 2019 had 484 yards oh my goodness i was looking at the wrong tab i'm the worst you thought they were the same that you thought they were yeah and i was like oh my goodness this is no 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 but yeah but lawrence had more and less attempts more yards and one less touchdown why are we giving Justin Fields this like rush massive rushing upside compared to Lawrence? I'm just confused by this. Um, you know, I don't know. Maybe we should. Maybe it's just the eye test. You know, that's you know, I I can't say that I've seen all of their games, but uh, you know, it's it's a good question. I mean, if you look at it though, I mean, the last couple of years, it's I mean, you know, in eight games this year, uh, Fields rushed for 383. So I mean. Yeah, which and I appreciate you not dogging on me heavily for not being able to scroll down the sheet far enough. Which is considerably better than in 10 games what Lawrence said at, at 211. So, you know, I, I just think, you know, we've seen fields throughout his whole career. We really, really see. Well, that. it's weird, too, because sacks get factored into college stats, too. We don't really know how that worked out. I mean, who knows? But, like, yard, yard like, if you just did, like, yards per carry in 2019, Lawrence was better. Uh, in 2020, worse. And, Fields was better, but I would say, well, Lawrence, yeah, Lawrence played less games, and I don't know. It's just, uh, I just think that to say that Fields is a much better rusher than Lawrence is 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 an overstatement. I think he might be slightly better, and but I don't really know that. Yeah, I, and these guys are close. Let's face it; these guys are probably going to go number one and number two overall in the NFL draft. Uh, you know, they they both you know check the boxes that I look for in terms of their accuracy, touchdown interception ratio. Um, the winners for multiple years at, at a high level. I mean, you know, they're playing the best of the best each week. So um, yeah, I, I mean, I, I, you know, the, it's, I think these guys are, are pretty solid picks, um, but the guy it, that won at one of three is maybe the guy that could sneak into the conversation. Well, right. Also fields had the benefit in his college career. He never played the Hawks. 
So never. Are you serious? He never played him. Yeah. Ohio state never played Iowa with fields at quarterback. That's interesting. It's, I mean, it's good for, for fields career stats, <laughs> you know, like you don't want to go up against the, 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 the vaunted Ben, but don't break, but occasionally break heavily Iowa defense. <laughs> No. <laughs> yeah, that, that would have been that would have ruined his career. Just just one matchup against that Hawks defense, and it would have been all over for him. Yeah, I mean, just like Saquon Barkley, when Saquon Barkley went up against the Hawks, I think he had like 500 total yards. You don't want that in your stat line. No, who wants that? Who, who wants to break records? Um, okay, so we use the kick returner, so like total yards gets you know. Anyway, I'll stop. I'll stop. You know, anything to add before we move on to the 103? No, but I do. I don't. I do think Ryan that Fields and Lawrence shouldn't be that close of a contest. I used to waffle back and forth on this, but I think Lawrence is the easy one-on-one over Fields. I I don't it, like four points or six points for passing touchdown. I don't care. Uh, I think Lawrence is is the epitome of everything you want. Don't overthink it. It's going to be analyzed far too much this off season, and that like Lawrence is the clear choice, and I want to stick by that. So if if Fields goes number one to Jacksonville and Lawrence goes number two to the Jets, you still feel the same way? Yep. Okay. Fair enough. Actually, I I say yep right away, but I, <laughs> I, I hate the Jets. The Jets are a fantasy wasteland. Why would you want him on there? But I think that still, it's just like it's just like Herbert going to the Chargers. You, you got to take Fields on the Jets. Yeah. Dow so- Loggins or not Dow Loggins. <laughs> uh. You know, it is Dow Loggins. I was thinking, not Kenny Loggins. Lo- Loggins is out of New York, right? I, I'm I don't sure care about Adam Gase. Yeah. So, yeah. Selah, Selah, whoever's coming in is going to be like, wait, your offense track record is this? You're fired. So, hopefully, they it's going to be better ingenuity. So, I would still take Fields number one over – or sorry, I'd still take Lawrence number one over Fields, even if he goes to the Jets. That's sad. All right, so Peter had the 103. Do you want to discuss this pick? Uh, yeah, I can go into it. So, so Peter took uh, Damian or Najee Harris at the 103. <laughs> yeah, you didn't, we didn't put a, a, a lot into this, but uh, Ryan, so are you nervous about about Najee staying for his senior year, even though he put up just some of the most ridiculous stats in college football history? Oh, because of his age and in the NFL, you mean that since he well, stayed? Well, I just think that the fact that when you stay an extra year, how, like how often does that work out well? Yeah, historically it doesn't. Um, but you know what? What I am excited about, as I put in the show notes, you know, he's he's six two, two thirty ish. We're not exactly sure his exact weight. We think he's going to run a four four five forty time. Oh, I've read so, lower. Yeah, he's he's a big, fast dude that can catch the ball. Forty three receptions in twenty twenty. So. I don't know. For me, what's not to like? I, I think he's pretty easily the running back one in this class. He's he's um, established that with the numbers he put up this year. So you know, I mean, I'm I'm not. I think you can make an argument for him at the 101. Believe it or not, um, because you know the the quarterback, you know, uh, landscape. You know, like look at people that, that took Tua as a as a top three guy in Superflex. They may be regretting that with with the people they passed on. So. Um, well, cause he's left-handed. That's important to know. <laughs> uh, uh, so, so I, I think that, uh, I think that, I mean, no, no, nobody's bulletproof, but, um, you know, Harris is projected to go in the first round, a first round running back. 
I mean, right I, now. Do you the, think the, do you think he'll go first round? I think he goes early, early second. I, I think I think Dane Brugler's uh, mock in the athletic, and he's usually pretty accurate. Had him going in the first round. I I, I would have to check, but Greenwood Greenwood Analytics has him going early second, so it's, oh, it's fine. Okay. Me and Dane can go back and forth. Yeah, guys that went early second in um, you know the twenty twenty draft. It was uh, guys like Swift and. Uh, and, and Jonathan Taylor. Well, I don't think it matters, right? I think the 103 is a slam dunk again. I think in Superflex, those first two are, are, are pretty close to slam dunks. I don't even know if I'd knock somebody for taking Harris over, over Fields if they had some questions and didn't really like Fields, like, overall. Because I think Harris, in the next three years, is going to integrate very well into the NFL and is uh, a supremely good pass catcher. Yeah, it depends on you know your philosophy going into these rookie drafts. I mean, are you wanting to draft a guy that you think will have the most value coming out of the 2021 season? Because that could easily be Harris here. Uh, we just don't know how uh, the rookie years years for Fields and Lawrence will go, or if they'll get any of these guys get injured. Um, but but it's more most likely that Harris out of these three guys will have a, a better you know rookie year, thus you know might be more valuable than those other guys. So. Yeah, if he puts up that that four four five forty time, and let's say runs a, a good three cone, uh, analytics Twitter won't have anything to say. Greenwood analytics will have things to say because they always do. Always has something. They're they're a tough crowd, but a great 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 crowd. Uh, I mean, Harris also put up thirty touchdowns. It's weird, Ryan, to look at like the college football stats from the season because it was such a weird season. And I, I would assume that Najee or kind of regrets coming back for what this year ended up being. Cause when he chose to come back, it wasn't this way. And uh, I just think like what he could have done in the NFL this, like this year, like he's a, you know, he he's NFL, he was NFL ready easily this year. Yeah. But I mean, he had another year of college and won a national championship. So I don't feel too bad for him. And he's probably going to feel terrible for him. Because clearly Alabama plays pays none of their players. <laughs> <laughs> okay, let let's look at another <laughs> at the one of four, uh, another player from a program that would never dream of of playing their players. That would be Clemson, and it's uh, Travis Etienne. Surprise, surprise at the one of four. Um, what was this a surprise to you, Will? Um, w- would you have thought about one of the other you know quarterbacks? There there's some intriguing ones on the board. A lot of wide receivers. The strength of this class, once again, might be wide receivers in, in, in 2021 like it was in 2020. So, and, and I don't know how those wide receivers stack up for me. In terms of you know, early looks at these players, I think wide receivers where I need to do the most, uh, most work because I, you know, some of these guys are pretty close for me. But what, what do you so think about Etienne? I think, I think Etienne is a – so, you know, we're not having the combine this year. So we're not going to get a lot. We'll get like pro day numbers and things is like that, that. Is that definitive? They they announced it, yeah. They they've canceled the NFL scouting combine. I didn't think that was. I thought they were gonna. Are, oh, they, I, they they're said doing it was like canceling the, the Dan Patrick show. So I, I think are they canceling like the way they usually do? It, but aren't they having like these little regional mini combines or something? So they're yeah they're, oh. they're canceling. I think that's what they're doing. I could be wrong. They're actually they're actually they're actually doing one big season of American Ninja Warrior instead of the combine for all players can participate. That's I, I can't wait. That's that's really going to be um, compelling television. I, I, hope it's I think I think Etienne's senior year was a massive disappointment. Every, everything went down about it. I mean, he had more receptions than he had the previous year, but it, it, you know his touchdowns went down. 
the he wasn't as explosive. I think Etienne again made a mistake coming back, but it might have been a benefit to us as fantasy drafters. He's going to be one I really struggle with, Ryan. I think Najee Harris with his his build is like, like stacked and ready for the NFL at least for enough years to to matter for your fantasy team. I think at 210205, uh Etienne has some some more to prove and would have benefited quite a bit from coming out last year versus this year. And so maybe that extra year gave us though as, as fantasy managers uh, a time to to recognize I think at this point in time, right now, I would take Jamar Chase over Travis Etienne. That's interesting. Etienne. Um, yeah, so I, I think, you know, if there is a bright spot from, you know, he, he had the, uh, you know, 48 uh, receptions, which is a career high. So, you know, if there were some doubts whether he could, you know, be this true workhouse, work horse running back in the NFL. But it wasn't much higher than last year. I don't know. I don't have his career stats up. I can pull them up though, really quick. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I think this is where it gets kind of interesting. Um, and you know, when when I look at this draft in terms of, um, you, you know, how deep it is, like where is there a tier, um, you know, drop? Um, you know, I I think he's he's still. I, I don't know. Maybe there's a teardrop after the top three. Maybe this is a tier. So there are probably a lot of guys that I kind of like in this range at the, at the one Oh four, but he, he's still intriguing to me. Well, I, I think that, um, you know, he's had an amazing career and he could do it all. And he could, you know, he, he, he could be, uh, even, even though we don't see him as often a workhorse running back in the NFL, but we just don't know. Uh, yeah. And I, I could 30, see it. 37 I, I receptions just, in 2019. Yeah. And he had less receiving touchdowns in 2020 than 2019. Uh, that, that, that could be, you know, Tra- Trevor Lawrence missing two games that, I mean, that could obviously account for two touchdowns. I, I think DJ was Ungo, Ungo Lele, uh, that he is, he's got that cannon arm and, and could be different, but I, that, that will, we might get into this a little bit later, but as PFF has it and, you know, I, I mentioned this, these, uh, wide receiver rankings that are in the group chat. But PFF has it, uh, Etienne, Williams, Harris, Carter, Gainwell. So Etienne's still their number one running back. And yeah. and so maybe I need to relook at that. But I, I think overall, it's just I wanted to see a more dominant performance from him. But maybe the maybe the running back coming up behind him, you know, was able to take more touches from him. And they decided as a program that was a better idea. And I'm not against that. And I need to look deeper into it. But at this moment in time, I'm not – I'm just uh, – I don't know. I'm just higher on Jamar, Jamar Chase than, than Etienne at this very second in time. And you had the 105, so Jamar Chase was there for you, and you took him. Well, it's important, right, because I went through and I starred the best picks in this draft, and the 105 was one of the best picks in this draft. It's weird that that got starred. Amazing. Uh, yeah, I think about? Jamar Chase is a slam dunk at the 105, unless you were going to go quarterback. I don't know what more you want from, from Jamar Chase. <laughs> No, I, I mean, I, I yeah, I, I think that, um, you, you know, you know, going into this year, and if you looked at you know, Debbie boards, he was, you know, way up there, probably, you know, wide receiver one on a lot of people's boards. And um, no, I, I agree with you. I, I think that he's going to have a great NFL career. And I, I think, you know, at the 105, it's it's probably a good pick. I probably like a couple of quarterbacks over him, honestly, just because I, one thing that will that's interesting is, Unless you're in a league where 
there's a, a real heavy premium on wide receiver scoring. I do feel like the position, especially with this influx of, of these 2021 guys and looking back at the 2020 class, wide receiver is just so deep and you can always get someone to plug and play. I feel at the wide receiver position, but it's just not that way with other positions. If you're in a super flex league, um, the quarterback landscape is not quite as good as we kind of thought it was the last couple of years. Uh, you know, running backs, there's only so many that you really feel comfortable uh, trying out there. Tight end position is, is, is weak, but, but the wide receiver class will, don't you think they're like, I, I don't know. Wouldn't you rather take a chance on, on uh, Zach Wilson or, or, or Trey Lance here? No. Uh, I, I think Ryan, you're <laughs> underselling the point of how important Jamar Chase's success and how good he is. That's what we're missing. This is the number one wide receiver from the LSU class that produced Justin Jefferson. This is the guy that was dominating Justin Jefferson in, in catches, yards, touchdowns, and was the alpha in that receiving core. So why you wouldn't want that? I know the wide receiver core is deep, but the running back uh, landscape is also as deep as, as we've seen in a long time. If you look at like where, where Joe Mixon is in running back rankings, going into redraft rankings in the running back side, but, but lo- where I'm going with this is uh, you need a difference maker. And I think Chase has the biggest upside to be that, that, that value over the next, the next player down, that he's going to be worth it because he's going to be producing five to six more fantasy points than the next rookie wide receiver per game in the 2021 and beyond season. So value-wise, is going to be, is going to be at, the, is at his peak. So you have an asset that you can move because he's young, he's amazing, and that he's producing fantasy points for you. I think in PPR, I, I, and I don't think he's going to just be a receptions king. So I think in half PPR, it still just sits right here, right here at that 105. I think you take the two running backs, even though I think maybe you take Chase before Etienne. But I think I think Chase is he he is everything you want in a receiver. He's everything you want in a receiver, and is going to be electric when he comes in the NFL. And so, do not do not discount that. So, well, I, I think you're forgetting how good Justin Jefferson was in 2019 as well. You, you kind of implied that Chase was like head and shoulders above Jefferson. If you look at their numbers, um, Jefferson had more receptions for one, uh, 111 to 84. Now, if you look at receiving yards, that's where you look at Chase. It's unbelievable because he has 80, 84 catches for uh, 1,780 yards. So 21.2 average uh, 20 touchdowns versus Justin Jefferson, who only had 18 touchdowns. So, I, you know, I, I'm not necessarily convinced that he was the best. He uh, was the outside also. alpha receiver. That was the knock about Justin Jefferson coming in is that he's going against linebackers and safeties more often. Because, yeah, and everyone's like, hey, well, he can't play on the outside. Well, guess what? Yeah, because Jamar outside. was. But <laughs> what I'm saying is Jefferson could play on the outside, and Jamar Chase was still the alpha there. He was still better. And we shouldn't discount that. And he was younger. This is important. Yeah, no, it's it's going to be fun, and it's going to be kind of fun to see the debate on these wide receivers. You know, we 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 already had a debate involving a guy that they got drafted later, but we'll we'll get to him. Who could um, fit in Jamar Chase's pocket? <laughs> All right, let, let's let's move on. Let's let's talk about the um, one hundred and six, and I'm not even sure whose pick this is at this point. I think oh, I think it's it's, uh, it's Jake Patterson. Jake, okay. Sorry, Jake P. Jake P. Addison. There's a dash in there. All right, so so Jake took Zach Wilson, and uh, you know the interesting thing about Zach Wilson um, for, for me, well, a couple of things stand out. 
Um, a lot of things to say about, about him. He, he had a great uh, season <laughs> in 2020. Uh, with, with underwhelming the few years before, you know, so, um, you know, uh, he, he's accurate, 3,600 yards passing, 33 touchdowns with three interceptions. Um, and, and he's, he's super mobile. I, I mean, the thing about Zach Wilson is that he can improvise and make crazy throws. He can make great plays. And I put down, you've heard this comparison, probably he's like a poor man's Patrick Mahomes. So uh, barf, um, barf everywhere. Well, so, but but Wilson can can you know one of the things that's interesting about these four quarterbacks that we take in I I think that the top four quarterbacks um, it's going to be a Wilson Trey Lance um, and then uh, Lawrence and Fields probably the top four guys maybe all those guys go in the top ten we'll see what happens um, but a, a lot of scouts have said you know NFL teams are going to evaluate these guys differently it's going to be you know, like every NFL team will have a different like top four on their board because um, some teams may see in Zach Wilson, what the Chiefs saw in Patrick Mahomes, um, but other teams won't. So what, what do you, what do you think of this pick? Cause I think it's, it's a little bit risky because I, th- I think he's one of those guys that could totally like just blow up in your face. He could be a horrible uh, NFL quarterback, but I will live with being wrong about Zach Wilson. I, I, I don't want him. I, I, I will, I will trade back. I'll do whatever I can. If I was forced to pick at 106, I'm not. I'm not going the Zach Wilson route. That 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 kind of train. Uh, I know that he beat up on the likes of Navy, Troy, Louisiana Tech. <laughs> you know, University of Texas, San Antonio, Houston, Texas State, Western Kentucky. All the powerhouses of college Boise, football. Yeah. Boise State is. That's is, a good team. Maybe are they anymore? <laughs> His worst game was. And I know it was on short notice, but it was yep. against Coastal Carolina. It, basically, the college game of the season before the be the the college game of the season. I think the Ohio State Clemson game was there before Ohio State just ran away with it. Uh, but he didn't have that great of a game, and they they ended up no. losing it. And I, I I am hard out on Zach Wilson Ryan, and this isn't uh, Jake has been right about picks where I've been wrong in the past, so. I'm happy to be wrong about this, but I'm going to be, I will not draft Zach Wilson anywhere. So, okay. Hypothetical situation. Let's say he slides during the process and he goes late first round. Um, I'm trying to think of a, of a team that needs a quarterback that's drafted late first. Well, I, I do know one. Let, let's, he goes to the Colts. There you go. Col- the Colts. Perfect. Okay. So he goes to the Colts. Does, does that change your thinking? So you're let's, let's say it's, you got, it's a one twelve, it's a two Oh one super flex league. Um, and, and he's sitting there. You're not going to pull the trigger. Nah, I probably go one twelve. Okay, but no, I, I'll probably trade out of it because at that point in time, somebody's going to want Zach Wilson more than I do, and I'll announce to the group, "Hey, everybody, I'm going to take Zach Wilson here." Clock is ticking. All trade right. up or get out. Fair enough. Give um, me, uh, give me. Uh, Liberty or give me death or give me no what, what's Zach like a, what's like a, a good like middling give me Kirk Cousins for this pick and you can have Zach Wilson e, okay well Kirk Cousins did have a, another uh QB one season which we'll talk about later please why do you give that face Zach Wilson would love to be Kirk Cousins in his career that'd be a huge win for you as a fantasy owner well, well yeah maybe we'll see okay let's let's go my, i mean what uh, he is like so Zach Wilson might you know one of the speculations for him you know like D- the denver broncos might be interested in him oh hard out then so 
no, I mean that, I think it's a good place to go for a quarterback. Another uh, a trendy pick for the Broncos and these mock drafts is the one Oh seven, which um, this was Jake again, uh, Trey Lance. Um, and I'm a big Trey Lance fan. Um, you've heard about him on our show. I think we first heard about Trey Lance from, uh, from Kane um, when he was on the show with Caleb, uh, if, if memory serves. Um, but a lot of people have talked about Trey Lance. He just kind of came out of nowhere, um, I, I feel, last offseason. And I, I, he had like what the one game this year um, where he did not play very well. I, I think even though his, his passing, they played was Arkansas bad. state or yeah, something or, like that. Or, yeah. Somebody, but it's he, an Arkansas but, team of some sort, but I think he ran for over a hundred yards in that game. So he still, <laughs> but he threw from his first interception, of, which yeah, is he threw his first interception. but okay. If you just look, just look at his 2019 stats. Well, um, you know, like 20 uh, passing 28 touchdowns, zero interceptions, and then add on 14 touchdowns on the ground ran for 1100 yards on the ground in 16 games. So, but talk about a dual threat. 16 games. The 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 division one uh, A or what is it? Division one double A. Playoffs. Look at the playoffs. 16 games. I think they won the championship, didn't they? Won the national. But title? they can't figure it out for the the FBS. So that that's four. If you're if you're counting at home, folks, 42 touchdowns he accounted for in the 2019 season. I, I mean, that's that's pretty exciting. I mean. The guy's accurate. He's mobile. He could be that perfect Konami code player. He could be, uh, uh, you know, uh, each season for, for the next decade, he could be a QB one for you on your team. Well, could be a top five quarterback for your fantasy team. He's got that potential. No. Doesn't he? If he goes to the Colts, oof, he won't last that long though. No, he won't last. I that feel long. like there's no way. Trey Lance is a top 10 pick. Probably. So is Zach Wilson. There's, I don't think either of these guys are slipping that far. I think that the curious question will be Ryan is like a Mac Jones slips to the Colts like that'll really throw a wrench in, in how we're going to evaluate this, but we, we can pass on that for now. Yeah, we'll we'll get to we, we might get to Jones later. We'll we'll see. All right, so the, so the draft's going going uh, going well, I think. And um, minus and Zach just, Wilson, hard out. So it starts to get. So you would take uh, Trey Lance over Zach Wilson. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. All right. 108 um it, it's it's uh I, I you know talk about a high riser a guy that we mentioned on the show was it what well uh, <laughs> it was last week it was, was, it, was random, it last week it was, yeah it was will's random corner all right i honestly thought about taking him at the 105 but didn't you take but he's your pick so you take it the 108 javonta williams and that's why he's got the star next to him because it's the one of the best. Picks oh, one of the pick. best oh, picks okay. of this draft. Yeah, so I, I put in a couple of notes. Um, it, th- this was on a, a discussion board I found, but I, I verified it though. Um, I, I didn't verify the defensive ranks, but basically, this guy is the um, discussion board talks about him, and, and his worry is that um, he's shooting up draft boards. But if you look at the list of opponents this past year, only two teams with decent rushing defenses he played: Notre Dame and Virginia. Uh, oh, they don't worry about that with Zach Wilson. Well, okay, but but the point is that the the two toughest teams against the run, uh, you know, Virginia, thirteen attempts, fifty-four yards, and against the uh, the, the Fighting Irish, eleven attempts, twenty-eight yards. So. I've seen he, he he says I've seen people talk about that he has the tools to do it, but against good teams he hasn't really quote done it. 
Wondering what makes people confident that he has it. Yeah, North Carolina's bad. I don't know why this is a shock to anybody. They're, they're not a great football team overall. But when you can uh, exceed when you're supposed to exceed, and when you struggle, when you're going to struggle against much better teams, that's okay with me. Yeah, uh, and Pro Football Focus, you, talk, you talked about him earlier, how they had uh, – He's number uh, two. Yeah, he's number two. Um, and Mike Renner from Pro Football Focus talked about – you know, his great season, uh, he broke a ridiculous 75 tackles on only 157 attempts to put those, to put into perspective how insane that is those 75 broken tackles were six more than any other back last season, despite him placing only 19th in total rushing attempts. Alabama's not Najee Harris had 95 more carries and still broke fewer tackles. Williams hard running style at 220 pounds should translate nicely. Yeah. And if North Carolina played Coastal Carolina, he'd have broken even more tackles, unlike Zach Wilson. But uh, he and he could be a true world first. Twenty five receptions in twenty twenty. The guy can catch the ball. So no, I think I think he's he's super interesting, right. and um, I think pretty easily you're you know one of your top three running backs in this draft class. Right. If he runs a fourth in the four threes at five ten two twenty, so his uh, you know his like speed score. And his size score is going to be through the roof. That's my only worry about Javante Williams is I think if I had the 108 and I got Javante Williams at this point in time right now, I would be ecstatic. I He's going to be higher come come draft time. I think he's going to be a big time uh, pre-draft process riser. And I think he's going to be a second round pick. Yeah, it's definitely possible. Um, I, I, I think he, he could, he probably will go maybe early second. We'll, we'll see. Um, any, and, any point in the second, though, I think it, it, it just boosts his his rookie stock in, in fantasy drafts so much. Yeah, I, you know, and, and this is fun because, you know, we're getting to the late first in a Superflex League. And these these next guys, we're going to talk about it when the first round will, for the most part, and, to, and really until we get to the, the 112. You know, I'm, I'm pretty excited about these guys. I, I, so the 109. I'm excited um, about all these guys, ex- except for Exactly. I, sorry, I should stop. I should stop. That's it. Last time I'm going to mention it. Uh, so Devonta Smith, Heisman mm-hmm, winner. Mm-hmm. He is projected well to be the mocks I've seen. He's projected to be like a top ten overall pick, go in the top ten, and somehow in our draft he lasted until the 109. So, um, you know, I I know he's you know, um, you, you know, he's six one one seventy five. You'd probably like him to be a little bit a little bit bigger, but um, I mean, y- you look at the year that he had and uh, he, I-, I know it's that Alabama offense, you know, so you, you maybe you have to take those numbers with a bit of a grain of salt. You know, he had a- over 1800 yards receiving 117 catches, 23 touchdowns, another, another uh, rushing touchdown to add to that. So uh, pretty amazing year. Um, so uh, you know, Smith here is our number two wide receiver and, and I'm perfectly fine with, with grabbing him here. Wasn't yeah. my pick, but that was the biggest decision point between uh, Williams and Devonta Smith. Go listen to the Saturday to Sunday podcast with Paul Pertichese with his last draft report, and when he talks about Devonta Smith, and he lays it out exactly. This dude is an absolute star, and he gets the size, he gets everything, but uh, and, and I love Paul Pertichese. But the way he describes it is like he's almost tired 
about trying to defend Devonta Smith on like social media. <laughs> like, and I almost felt bad for him. So I was like, dude, man, be excited. Devonta's like, and he is absolutely right. Just like he was absolutely right about Calvin Ridley, but Devonta Smith is Calvin Ridley plus. And I think the one Oh nine, like, like this is, this could be bumped up a few picks. The thing is, I don't think you're going to go wrong with Devonta Smith at all. I, 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 unless injuries happen in the NFL, which you can't really account for in rookie drafts. I, this is just going to be amazing. Yeah. And, and Paul, Paul and Matt, they're really another stuff. And they, I need to, I'll be honest. I haven't listened for a little while. I, I need to get it back in my podcast feed. Um, they, they do a great series where they do their tiers. So they, they do their running back tiers, wide receiver tiers, quarterback tiers, always a good listen. Uh, loyal listeners right remember that Paul was the one that called Josh Allen would be a star in this league. And, and he was right when everyone else was saying, no, that's not I know. Happen. I came after him about it too. And yeah, I mean, not like a, like, you know, a mean way at all, but like <laughs> Will yeah. Greenwood coming after him way. Like nobody's really ever increased their completion percentage coming from college NFL. It's been like Matt Ryan, all these, all these other guys. And this year I just got slam dunk in my face about Josh Allen too. Cause I traded him away. But I, I think the, you just watch for that eye, you know, because you're never going to get everything right. There's not a chance. No. But though, if you if you can remember things and keep the value in perspective, you can you can win deals. And uh, I I think and and, and uh, Ryan, it's a solo pod by Paul, which I think again is it, it has something to do with like the tone of like Devonta Smith is just amazing. You, you got to listen to it. It's just you'll be so stoked about Devonta Smith after listening to that. <laughs> All right. All right. Well, let's, let's move on. We got, we got three, three picks left here and, and we might, I know we can talk about the second round or maybe, maybe not. We're not even done with the second round. So maybe we'll mention a couple of picks in a second, but um, so the one ten, uh first tight end up the board, it's Kyle Pitts. You, you probably have heard of him. You probably watched him pretty incredible uh, player. Six, six, two forty six. I, I, well, I consider this guy and I think a lot of NFL teams will, he's kind of like this hybrid wide receiver tight end. Um, and I, I think he's going to have a rookie season like Evan Ingram, at least that kind of impact. Not not end up like Evan Ingram has. Who's been what if he goes to the Jets? If he goes to the Jets of the 102? No, it would like they trade back or they have they have another oh. pick up there, don't they? Yeah, I, I mean, I, I you know not not my favorite landing spot. I mean, a lot of places have projected him to go to the Giants, which is kind of funny. Um, but uh, you know, I think you know I don't like taking tight ends in the first round, but if he is a top 10 pick in the NFL draft. Uh, I'm okay with him at the 110. I, I I do think that, you know, especially if it has that kind of, I mean, and who knows, right? But if he lands in the right spot and he has a chance to have an be impact player as a rookie, I think it might just happen. So, yeah, I think Kyle Pitts profile is better than like, like TJ Hawkinson. They look at, I think Pitts is a better receiver than like he, he profiles more as that like, uh, Oh, 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 why am I forgetting his name? Down in Miami, right? Mike Kosicki. He's like the better version of Mike Kosicki coming to the NFL when it comes to receiving chops. So I, I, I do think that Kyle Pitts has a rewards level that's pretty high. And I want to hate on, on taking tight ends this early because they might not pay off. But I, I do think Kyle Pitts has a chance for, for just mega upside. He could outscore... Uh, I think I don't. I don't think he'd outscore Jamar Chase or Devonta Smith in his rookie year, but maybe like the rest of the wide receivers in this class, and that is just a huge value boon boon to your dynasty team outside of just the fantasy points he'll put up for you. Like if he went to the Panthers, I think 
if, if that's a place they end up taking him, that that's such an upgrade and an offense that you want to be a part of as a fantasy owner. That'd be awesome. Yeah, and I, you know, I, I think another place that he could end up, the the New England Patriots have the fifteenth overall pick in the NFL draft. Well, I think, if, but what if Cam Newton's the quarterback? Well, he knows he's going to be the quarterback. I mean, no, I, people will probably not be excited about him if if he goes, you know, fifteen overall to the Pats. Um, but you know, I I think um, he'll get utilized on offense one way or the other if he goes to New England. So. I'd still be interested in them in this, in this range. Because yeah. Because there. after Gronk, they've really crushed it with tight ends. Well, they, they haven't had anyone as talented as Gronk and, and Kyle Pitts, you know, I'm not saying he's Gronk, but I mean, you're just kind of saying he's Gronk. He's, he's going to, what Devin Asiasi <laughs> is competing with. I think he can, I think he can handle it. What was the other uh, third round tight end that they took? Oh, I'm not, I don't remember. Oh, Asiasi okay. was a guy I ended up with in some of my rosters. I can't remember the other guy. Other we, people got same, him. Same Z's. Yeah. All right. Uh, well, who we got at the one eleven? Uh, Jalen Waddle. We don't we don't really have any notes in here on Jalen Waddle because he broke his ankle, I believe, in the pretty pretty early on in the in the NF, the college football season. I don't remember if it was like week two or three, and then we saw him in the national championship game, and your heart just hurt for him because he was he was hobbling around, you know, because he still wanted to get into the game, but it just looked it, it was depressing. <laughs> in the nicest way possible to watch. But PFF has Jalen Waddle still very, very high up and even graded themselves in their uh, NFL mock draft wherever they took Jalen Waddle. It's like an A or A+. Plus. I, he, I think he's the – I don't have a, a great take on Jalen Waddle yet, Ryan. I, I don't want him right now, but that might change moving forward. Yeah, you know – the thing with me, you know, he, he doesn't necessarily have the prototypical size of, of wide receivers that are successful. He seems to me like one of those guys that's kind of like this, um, you know, he's, he was, he was a playmaker for Alabama, right. You know, um, uh, so I, I don't, I don't know how that's going to translate in the NFL. I, I mean, I think a lot of it does depend, depend on landing spot. Um, I think he is projected to go no worse than the second round. So, you know, a lot of wide receivers that get drafted in the second round have success. Some, some, of course, and- so, yeah, yeah I'm, 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 I'm not really sure what I think yet either. So this, I, is, this, this is PFF goes Jamar Chase, Jalen Waddle, Tavante Smith, Rashad Bateman, uh, Kadarius, Tony. And their, their note here, though, Ryan, I think it's worth mentioning. So Jalen Waddle over Heisman winner Devonta Smith may seem blasphemous right now. But go back and watch the first four games with both healthy uh, Waddle outgained Smith. And it, it, it didn't seem crazy. Waddle has a special level of speed and quickness that can change games. He's also going to be a weapon in the screen and return games. He broke 19 tackles after the catch on 106 career receptions at Alabama and averaged 18.1 yards per punt return. I think we're st- we're stat catching here a little bit versus what what he can be. I, I the thing is, I just don't think you can put Jalen Waddle ahead of Devonta Smith after Devonta Smith won the high, like flash enough to win the Heisman. That's important right. that he was that just that great this year. So, I, I, yeah, I, I don't know. Waddle, Waddle just scares me quite a bit. Yeah, me too. And, and this is where I, I feel there, there's like a, a drop off. Like, like I think after Pitts, there's kind of a, a big drop off for me. And I, I know I'm sure some of these guys that some of these wide receivers in particular, they get drafted 
you know, late first, early second round will, will be studs for fantasy. I'm sure some of them are, it's just a matter of determining which ones, you know, and I, I don't know. I, I don't know that Waddle is the, is the guy that I want to target. You know, there's uh you know, Rashad Bateman on the board still, for example, probably rather, you know, take that, that chance, you know, Rondell Moore, who we'll talk about here in a second. I, I, I think that even though he's, he's little and has a bad injury history, you know, that guy's a hell, hell of a playmaker. So yeah, I, I might rather take a chance on him than, than Waddle, but um, anyway, the, so I had, I had the one twelve and the two hundred one. So at the one twelve, the guy I decided to take is Mac Jones. And, you know, th- this is basically based on the, the, you know, mock drafts that have him going, you know, somewhere in the, the late first round, you know, could he go to the Colts or could he go to like the bears is kind of a popular landing spot for him. Um, <laughs> but my thinking about that is that, uh, okay, this is what uh, Dane Brugler says about Matt Jones. Jones is a tough player to separate from a situation. He has elite weapons around him, not just the receivers, running backs and offensive linemen, but also the play calling. However, Jones deserves credit for making the reads, decisions, and throws, showing an understanding of ball placement. He is very average from a physical perspective, size, arm, mobility. In fact, he's less than average with mobility, but um, that's, that's me inserting that, not Dane. Um, but he takes care of the football and executes. So I think the thing I like about Mac Jones is that the guy's a winner, Will. I mean, it's like he has those intangibles that you just can't teach, um, uh, but he's not mobile at all. He's not, he's not going to crack the Konami code for you <laughs> that if, if he's going to be a fantasy producer and maybe he's just one of those guys, that's a solid backup or if he's a starter, you know, just like uh, I, I think back to like a guy like Cal Orton was in the NFL, you know, he didn't wow you or anything with the statistics, but he was, you know, he was, he was all right. He can win you some football games. Um, uh, but I just thought looking at my options, if, if he's a first round quarterback, um, I could see a situation. Let's say he goes to the bears and the bears have a bridge quarterback. Let's say the bears bring in Matt Ryan or something this year and eight games in the bears are two and six. It's not looking good. Matt Ryan looks like garbage. So, Hey, you got Mac Jones. let's see, let's see what Mac Jones can do. And he gets in and he gets hot. Well, all of a sudden you got a guy you can flip for a first round pick, you know, next year. Um, so I don't know. I, it just, I, I, that's why I went with him. What do you think of, 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 uh, of Jones? Yeah, I'm, pr- I'm pretty far out on Jones. I, I don't. I think he's the the college system quarterback. I I, I, I I'm going a different direction if I can't trade out of the pick, Ryan. I'm That's sorry. fine. That's fine. And all of that really has a lot to do with draft capital where he goes. I mean, you know, right now we're just speculating. So I mean, Mac Jones is a guy that could, you know, he could slip to like the third round or something pretty easily. I think. Uh, when it's all said and done. And if that's the case, then I don't want to take him at the 112. But I don't know. He might be like, he is, he's probably a better quarterback prospect than Jordan Love, right? So he's, he's going to go in the first round at, at some point. Is, is he? Like, uh, Jordan Love, though, has the physical tools that Mac Jones doesn't have. There's a huge difference. And you yeah, know, but he just needs one horrible organization to take him. So maybe like the Packers draft him too. Who knows? Uh, I can't we'll kid. But, yeah. uh, Ryan, I'm curious about the rest of this list you put here. Oh, so this was this is the top twelve quarterbacks um, in, in fantasy um, in 2020. And so, if you look okay. at this list, uh, just quickly: Josh Allen, Kyler Murray, Aaron Rodgers, Deshaun Watson, Russell Wilson, Patrick Mahomes, Tom Brady, Justin Herbert, Ryan Tannenhill, Lamar Jackson, Kirk Cousins, and Matt Ryan. 
Ooh, Kirk um, Cousins is up there. That's why the Texans should trade for Kirk Cousins. It's not the, a Deshaun Washington trade. It's a Kirk Cousins trade. There, there are three guys that are kind of outliers on this list. It's Brady, Cousins, and Ryan, because those guys don't do anything with their legs to, to generate fantasy points. Where these other guys, they're at least mobile and, and, and can do some things on the ground for you. Yeah. So if Cousins, you like that's, that's 75. Yeah, that's 75% of the qb ones and i'm just looking at 2020 i know that but uh, the uh, basically i just wanted to demonstrate um that, that that's why mac jones makes me a little bit nervous because he's not going to do anything on the ground for you where the other four quarterbacks taken before him in this mock have potential to to, to do some things on the ground so it, it just it's such it's such a difference and i think when i'm building my my rosters i, I want to have guys that can can you know do things on the ground as well as in the air at the quarterback position i think it's super important to, to have a, a couple of guys like that um, yeah so, and they're, and they're are we sure zach wilson zach wilson can do it on the ground he had a lot of touchdowns but i mean yeah i mean in the way that patrick Mahomes can i mean like he can make plays like so if he so if he has to run for the first down he'll do it i'm not, not i'm not saying he is um you know uh you know um kyler murray or or lamar jackson or anything like that but He's not going to rush for a thousand yards in a, in a season. I mean, in the nicest way possible, Ryan, the last comp that you'll get for, for Zach Wilson would be Kyler Murray or Lamar Jackson. <laughs> All he right. could be me. Yeah. Like, uh, yeah. Who's going to be the Herbert of this year's draft. Who's going to be the third quarterback taken. That is the, the best value. Trey Lance. Nah, I could go Lance. I mean, maybe just like Josh Allen was of his class. Fine. No, if if and I know the, I know the Bears aren't gonna gonna get um, Trey Lance, but oh my God, I would I would be so excited. But if he doesn't go there, I'd love to see Trey Lance go to the Broncos. I just think that would be such a great fit and to see what he can do in Denver with those weapons in in Denver. Oh, I think yeah, they've they've had the, that's like the sneakiest uh, weaponry that just needs a good quarterback. That's, that's what they need. I mean, they've they've got it all. Um, and then Philip Lindsay gets signed by the Niners. <laughs> <laughs> it was good to go there there it is we had to, we had to have one um player going <laughs> it to always has to be it will always yeah. right it's a, it's gonna be a tradition so, uh, unlike any other <laughs> tradition unlike any other okay so do we want to talk about any of these i mean second round we're not even done with it yet um but you know can we, can we talk about the first two just just to yeah get let's do it tomorrow. yeah yeah because we're, we're loaded up with wide receivers to start the second round and and two are pretty intriguing um I went Rashad Bateman, but I considered a Rondell Moore who went at the two of two. So I think Bateman is going to be a, a great NFL wide receiver. I, I think the, the separation, everything that Minnesota does, I think they, we, we overestimated how good the Minnesota quarterback was coming into this season. Uh, I can't remember his name now, but he's bad. We did or, or people did. I don't think we did. No, I just think like overall, <laughs> Like like he was yeah. up there as a as a quarterback that could be drafted higher. Yeah, he's there were people saying like he's a prospect. sleeper NFL guy. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And, and well, I can't remember his name right now off the top of my head. But anyway, they they were bad. They're a bad offense. They're a bad team. Uh, which it was just fine. But Bateman also has like asthma, and so when he left the team, people were like, "Oh, he quit on his team." I saw that on Twitter here from like Minnesota fans. And it's just ridiculous. Uh, Rashad Bateman owes nothing to Minnesota. And for what he put up the year prior and did for them when they were good and what he gave up with his body, you know, and, and for that program and even coming here, uh, this year is just a wash. And I, I do think Rashad Bateman 
belongs here. And I think him and like Waddle are going to be a hotly contested matchup. So I think getting, I think Bateman landing spot will matter because he might struggle to separate the NFL. So it's going to take a good quarterback, at least at first to, to unleash him and make him better. So, but I, I, I like to pick here with Bateman. So, someone better than Tanner Morgan. Tanner Morgan. Uh, two, two things I wanted to note, because I don't think we ever closed the loop. Yeah, it is official. The 2021 NFL Combine was canceled. Um, but, but, and all the workouts are going to be done on campuses across the country. So I was wrong about the regional combine. It's, it's just going to be campus. It's regional. It's just regional by campus. And regional by campus, right? <laughs> um, by, zip, by zip code. But we do have something kind of fun to look forward to. Saturday, January 30th is the Senior Bowl. The Senior Bowl is on. And it's going to include, um, uh, uh, you know, uh, guys that, that we've been talking about tonight, like uh, Mac Jones. It's going to include uh, Devonta Smith, for example. Some, some really, um, you know, exciting players. So that'll be worth watching the Senior Bowl, or at least paying attention to do Senior Bowl week. Wait, Devonta Smith isn't going to the Senior Bowl, right? Yeah, he is. I mean, the last thing I read about it, yeah. Is that like when Baker Mayfield went to the Senior Bowl, came in like via helicopter after a family emergency, had his reflective shield on, bossed up, ran a couple plays, and then left by helicopter again? I'd like that. That'd be awesome. <laughs> um, and, and I think the Senior Bowl takes on added importance for NFL teams because, you know, it's going to be probably harder to scout with going out the campus to campus, right? Where, you know, all these seniors are going to be um, – in uh, Mobile, Alabama, for the Senior Bowl. So I don't know if we can get press connections. Are we going, Ryan? Can we get some press passes? I gotta take some time off work, man. Let me let me see. Let me see if I can. No, we'll work remotely. We got this. Work remotely. I got some sure. bike shops I can visit in Mobile. <laughs> I think. Awesome. Well, we'll we'll work it out. We'll we'll work it out after the after the show's over. We'll get our schedules. Look at you our have account. no passion for this. Okay, R- Rondell Moore though, because um, because we because uh, 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 former co-host Trey Barrett looked at the, it was looking at the chat and was like Rondell Moore still on the board. I would have taken him above several of these wide receivers you guys have taken. I think he said he would have taken him over Smith if memory serves. He said wide receiver two. Yeah. So. Um, what's what's your beef with rondell moore well uh what <laughs> first of all i don't have a beef with rondell moore <laughs> i just think that we're going with so there's there's a difference between recency bias and unfulfilled like dreams when when it comes in like rondell moore burst on the scene in in 2018 is a true freshman he just tore up Iowa and I, I've seen a lot of Rondale Moore since then. I, I paid attention what, to him. What, was that before the uh, primetime Ohio state game or the Iowa game? Do you remember? It was before. Cause I remember, cause I, I didn't catch that game, but then I watched the Ohio state game and it was just, he just destroyed. When they, it's when they beat Ohio state, okay. right? Oh like they yeah. Upset him. Yeah. Oh yeah. I mean, he was unbelievable. Yeah. It was before because like, like nobody cared about the Iowa Purdue game that year. I think we're pretty bad, but, uh, he, he had a great season. That coaching staff used him extremely well. Uh, and 114 catches in a single season is is by itself an amazing accomplishment in college football. Over 10 catches a game over the course of a season. And that is what the baseline is, and that's what this is drawn off of. His second year, he played four games, got hurt, redshirted as a sophomore. The games he participated in, his game logs, he did well. 
And again, in 2020, he, he opted out, then opted back in when the, when the Big Ten season came back in, which I don't fault any player for. I think it's just like a note because I, I, I really don't care about opt out, opt back in. But he at least came back to the team, but played three games. Uh, again, game logs were, were, were fine and great. But, Brian, I just don't – I don't trust this type of player whatsoever. I'm not willing to put him up above a guy who just won the Heisman, even though he's older. I think that later career production matters more than this one season of a breakout year. But you love these big alpha wide receivers, more 5'9", 180. Oh, wait, no, he's that. No, but his size score, Ryan, is through the charts. Like, if he was 5'6", 220, he'd break the charts. That's the thing I hate about size score is the shorter you are and the more you weigh, it benefits you. So if you're you're not taller and longer and more nuanced, like, think about Kenny Galladay coming to the NFL. He was tall and skinny. Yeah. That's just a stud. Yeah. Yeah. No, no. Moore is one of those guys that it's, you know, I mean, he certainly has, he's, as you would say, he's dripping with upside, right? Dripping. He's, not, he's not DJ Moore. No, no. Uh, but, you know, he, he, there is a world where he could, you know, be a real huge fantasy contributor for your team. If, if everything breaks straight for him or doesn't break at all for him. Or everything breaks for him. Yeah. And he's yeah. out of the NFL. Right. Okay. All right. Any anyway, um That's your you, thoughts on that's it's all your thoughts on Rondo Moore? I, I just worry about his, his size and his injury history. <laughs> if he pops <laughs> otherwise off, what I've seen of him, what I remember seeing of him, it was many years ago now, but he he was amazing, you know, to, to watch. I mean, so but but yeah, that that yeah, was Yeah, he's very dynamic. I think David Bell for Purdue is going to be an interesting prospect too. Yeah. Like eventually. Yeah. But, uh, for sure. Ryan, if he, if he, you know, comes in somehow during their regional combine to whatever zip code Purdue is in and he measures with like eight and a half inch hands, I know you're gone. Absolutely. I am. For, no doubt about that. Small hey, well, hands, injury well, prone, one year. Okay. We can go. No, we, we should probably, any other players you want to mention that were taken in the, in the second round of this, uh, real early Superflex rookie mock draft that we did? Uh, I think Amon Ross St. Brown, which I think is just um, Amon St. Brown, but I can't add, I can't not add the raw Amon Ross St. Brown. Uh, okay. Well, what it's, about like the Egypt, it's like the Egyptian God. Uh, yeah. He is, he's an absolute stud. I think he could, I think he's going to be a steal. And I think out of that, that USC program could end up being the, the better wide receiver compared to, Oh, Ryan, why am I forgetting his name? The Colts rookie wide receiver this year. Oh, Michael Pittman. Yeah, I think I think St. Brown's better than Pittman. And so I think here is a really, really great value. Uh, yeah, very, think, very, think, very highly recruited out of high school. His, his brother, of course, was drafted by the Green Bay Packers, who's, who Equinemius has let people down, but his brother should be better, hopefully. Yeah, but, but Amon Ra is, uh, I think, a much more well-rounded wide receiver. Yeah. And it's just Amon, but I'll always add Ra from here on out. <laughs> like, uh, I, I like your running back picks. Uh, gain well out of Memphis, and all, all Memphis does is crank out, you know, running backs, right? And NFL running backs, and then uh, Michael Carter out of out of North Carolina. So that'll that'll be the the counter argument to Rondo Moore will be like Kenny Gainwell. Like if you're high on on Rondo Moore, how can you not be higher on Kenny Gainwell? It's like it's a very similar like production profile. Like like Kenny Kenny Gainwell uh chased all the other running backs out of Memphis, and that's the way that fell early. Yeah. 
Yeah. Any other, I think other... Trey Sermon is sneaky upside at 206. Yeah, he's interesting. I don't think he's going to last that long because I think he's going to be a third-round pick in the NFL. Yeah, I can totally see him climbing up, up boards for sure. Especially yeah, I... ahead of Rondo Moore. <laughs> no, well, not really. But, we'll but this is a good – this is just a great, like, first, like, temperature check. Yeah, I like a temperature check. Very, very fitting in today's day and age to, to call the temperature check. Oh, it. well it's done. a little gun to your forehead. Like you could take some Advil and fake it, but it's a good temperature check. Well, well played. Well played, Will. Okay. Um, so, Will, uh, two-minute warning. What, what, what else do you want to share with our listeners before we, we sign off? We're going to have two running backs from the same school drafted in the first two rounds because it took Michael Carter at the 207. This North Carolina running back crew – I think if you get either, I think you could both be, be successful in the NFL and don't just let it be that you have to take one or the other. You can take both. Right. And, and I think uh, without having it in front of me, if you look at Michael Carter's statistics, you're not going to be overly impressed, but you know, I, I, we've, we've seen that with a guy like Antonio Gibson, you know, just because they aren't these prolific producers at the college level does not necessarily mean that they're not going to work out. So maybe, yes, maybe that's a bit of a, uh, a, a fantasy platypus, if you will, or fantasy unicorn, but um, <laughs> but we'll see. We'll see what what happens. So they're one and the same, just one of them exists. Are you, what do you unicorns don't exist? Huh? I mean, I saw the last unicorn, Ryan. They, I mean, they made a kind of a comeback from the waves. It's have you never seen the movie The Last Unicorn? I'm afraid not. You need to show your kids this movie. It's an animated movie, and it's about literally the last unicorn. I'm not kidding. It's great. All right. Uh, we'll, we'll, we'll check The it other out. one is, I, I, I think we need to talk about this. Ryan, I think I'm going to buy – I'm going to end up being a buyer this offseason of Hollywood Brown. All right. I, I don't think Which that's I don't. Th- I don't think gives like, great credit to the size take that I have about Rondell Moore, but I think, I think Hollywood Brown is going to be – cheaper than he ever has been and I, I i think if all the running backs are gone that i like that i can trade the rookie pick that i want for him yeah i i think my only fear with that is i think he's gonna end up being um uh, probably like the the third option in, in baltimore because i think they're gonna bring somebody in or, or draft somebody like this right like alan robinson you're like i love alan- that i think i think he is the perfect robin to alan robinson's batman yeah, I mean, you're hearing a lot of Allen Robinson to um, the Ravens, and I, and I, I think it kind of makes a lot of sense. He, Remember when not... Allen Hearns had a big year with Allen Robinson as the alpha? I, I do, but you got You're forgetting about Mark Andrews, who is is the the number one target in that offense. So I Mark you, Andrews, I Allen Robinson, and Mark Andrews. Uh, well, you, you can't, you can't do it. So I, I, I that's where I, I worry, like. I mean, what do you pay? What do you pay for Hollywood Brown? Like, what's what's a what's what's your price? Oh, I think during rookie draft season, if you have kind of one of those early second picks, that that's all I'd pay. I'm not giving up more. Uh, I think like David Johnson for Hollywood Brown, if somebody's a running back for a year t- type of scenario, like okay. one where it's a short term gain where you're playing the the longer side of it. Gotcha. I like. I, like, I, I don't. I don't know if David Johnson's the best like comp for that, but that that's the kind of scenario I think. I, I'm still on Hollywood Brown for the future. Gotcha. All right. Good stuff. You know, he was taken in the first round of the NFL draft. So um, <laughs> I mean, no, that's good. That's good. That's a good, uh, that's a good sign. So that's so what I'm right. also scooping up the, the, the off season articles are written itself. John Ross by low. <laughs> uh, Let's go. Uh, 
Uh, let's not let's not go. All right. Well, let, let's actually go. <laughs> let's actually end the show. We are the Fantasy Joes. You can find us on Twitter at, at FFJoes. You can support us on Patreon. That's patreon.com slash Fantasy Joes. On behalf of Will Greenwood, I am Ryan Livergood, and we are the Fantasy Joes. And if you're going to have a kid, I'll see you at Lynn Lake Town.